This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are going back to June the 21st, 1994, and reviewing that episode of ECW Television. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you, along with my brother, Aaron. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Chad Austin of ECW fame. Fuck, the show, the show hadn't even started 10 seconds, and I'm already getting yelled at from downstairs because I lost a fucking lighter or something. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, fellas? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes. Rub two sticks together. I don't know. Did you find it? Yeah, you got it. See, it's a, it's all a matter of looking around. Just looking around. Trying. It's yeah. trying. It's going to be the theme of this show. It goes a long way. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> this show is all about trying. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, you know, I don't have anything else to talk about because I have seen between work and doing podcasts, I have seen nothing, read nothing, heard nothing this week. So, um. I don't know. I'm just a big fan of the Ozampic commercial for that drug. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 Ozampic! <laughs> I actually pop for that, and then I expect to see like what the um the varsity. No, what's it? The the, the Todd Gordon Club? Oh, the Variety, Variety Club. Club. Yeah, I expect to see that right after uh, the Zantic whatever commercial. Sandman on a hayride with a bunch of kids and Sal Balomo. <laughs> you could do so much with that with those ones. Those were the days, weren't they? They were just feeding us material left and right back then. Right. <laughs> All right. So we're headed toward uh, hostile shit. Why can't I? Why do I always say hostile shitty? Hostile because city. That's pretty much. Like, <laughs> maybe not as. Maybe not as as shitty, but it's not. You know, it's not set the world on fire, <laughs> except for the, the angle. Well, we're headed toward that event here as we get to uh, this show. It's three days before the Hostile City Showdown at the ECW Arena. And we start the show with the plebeians, as Bob Backlund would say. They are talking to the the unwashed masses about the match coming up between Cactus Jack. What's that, Aaron? (laughs) ECW pulls a bunch of the local ham bones. (laughs) Were any were any of them Archie Mitchell by any chance? <laughs> I can just imagine they pan through and like I, I would have got a message from one of you two guys. Hey, do you see the third guy on the right? The guy eating the big ass cheesesteak. Well, actually, he's standing behind the guy that they were interviewing. <laughs> That's Archie Mitchell. <laughs> Holy mackerel! A young svelte Archie Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> well, somehow I don't picture Archie's being young and felt. I mean, I mean, maybe he's a luchador. I just don't know it. My notes on this segment are, like I said, plebeians and the unwashed masses. And then my next notes were Aaron and Chad have got to have something on some of these hand bones. The, <laughs> the, the guy at the payphone. It was just a collection of fucks. I mean, that's all it was. Like the two people arguing in the car, and it's, yeah, uh, Dude, I, I, it's just it's just the best that anytime they go they go to the the people on the street, people like they're so like they're just so like they're so certain. Oh, Tad's gonna win. <laughs> I'm always like, what? Like, why are you asking me this? It's it's dark. I'm out walking the streets, coming home from work or whatever. You were asking me who's going to win out of Sabu and Tess? Don't you got better things to do? 
And the, the, the res- no matter what organization it is, whenever they talk to fans in wrestling and oh. do like the man on the streets thing, they always pick the the biggest <laughs> cretins. It's just like the weatherman when well, he goes to where the tornado was, you tornado know. Hits. <laughs> yeah, the tornado hits. They say, all right, we need to find the biggest fucking hillbilly we can to talk about this tornado. Dude, leprechaun. <laughs> That's the greatest video of all time. Leprechaun. <laughs> You see that, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking the, it's brilliant. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't come up uh, hell work. <laughs> you see the one where the lady's like, the tornado was like, woo! Dude, yeah. They, they really they really try to find the best people for these, uh, um, <laughs> for these you know, shoots. <laughs> the goof on the street segment here on the ECW show. Well, they gotta have like they gotta have like a talent booker, you know, like a guy who books like the extras in Raw <laughs> or Jerry Springer or something like that. Well, well, what, what do you think? Jerry Springer's out there looking for the people to go on the goddamn show. <laughs> um, you know, he has production. You have a bunch of people going out looking for hams. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably you know, it's probably Lou anyway, Lou D'Angelo. <laughs> Yeah, if I if I had to guess, Gabe was probably involved in that. Um, you know, because that's that's a gig that Paulie would give to guys like that, right? Right. You know, the, the guys that they're hanging around that want to be in the business, but don't really know like whether you know what I mean, what they want to do or how to get in. Mm-hmm. And like, I used to hang out with them guys all the time because they were like at my level, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we were all you know we would all stay and we would all split a hotel room like fucking seven ways. <laughs> but yeah, this. Uh, I'm just thinking about them trying to find people, and they're like, oh, nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants to do this. And then they just shake a little vial full of crack, and they, they just start falling out of the trees. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Jesus. <laughs> Samu! Samu! <laughs> I can't get nobody to work this this town. It's, you know, it's like it's a snowstorm. I can't get I can't get people to leave the come fly here. All you hear is a shaking sound over the phone. <laughs> all right all of a sudden you hear this he's clear for takeoff and and then when he gets there he's really going to be clear for takeoff well now that we got through those hillbillies we get into uh back to where i'm back in montgomeryville here this week from that taping and uh we have a match between taz and the rock and rebel um they're calling this show the lowdown on the showdown <laughs> and scoops is back on the call First match on the show is our of, of the TV show that's a recap show. It even has a repackage of a name. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, There's a hoedown and nobody's going to be down. It's a hoedown of a lowdown of a showdown. <laughs> oh, and I want to leave town. <laughs> All right. Taz and Rebel here. Aaron, what'd you think of this uh, this matchup before we get to the finish of it? Uh, it just started out as a brawl, and it just kind of didn't really do anything. <laughs> like, like it, it just, it just kind of was what it was. Taz hits a like a over the shoulder suplex off the top rope, and the brilliant Scoop Watts calls it a belly to belly suplex. It's a fucking idiot. There wasn't even any belly to belly contact. Yeah, that's what. That's the one of the things that I really didn't like about this match. It, it wasn't anything in the in the match itself. I mean. Rebel was fucking rebel, and Taz was not. I don't want to say Taz was was green, green, but he was still green. Mm-hmm. 
You know, at the time, he'd only been in the business probably three years, if if three total years, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's working with Rebel, and it's both them guys, they want to get over and shit. Didn't test. Didn't Taz start for the Savoldis in like ninety one? Wasn't that his yeah. breakout? Yeah, I thought. I, mean, so. I don't know if that's exactly no. Well, I mean, he worked for Johnny Rods. Okay, because he came out of the school. So yeah, I'm sure he did some. I, I'm sure he did some shit for Johnny Rods and then Killer Kowalski. And, mm-hmm. But I would guess his first major territory was uh, well, ma- major. I'm sorry. His first territory was I, <laughs> I, I throw, throwing, throwing that word around a little loosely there. <laughs> oh boy, man, that's even bad. What I've been drinking, and I caught myself. I usually let the expletives fly <laughs> when it comes to IWCCW. Oh my god, I can't. I, why isn't Eric Spracia ever mentioned in the Hall of Fame? Like, it, like he's is he never going to be due to be in the Hall of Fame? He's he's just kind of a forgotten. I mean. He is. He's really just forgotten. I don't know. What did, he, did he do something? Did he kill somebody or some shit? I don't know what the story is there. Curly Moe. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what a shit show. Um, the best. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a good train wreck. Um, Taz, I think the show is going to end up being called IWCCECW. <laughs> Showdown for the hoedown. Yep. <laughs> Recap. Recap. Yes, <laughs> right in the end there. <laughs> well, the, the one the one thing about that about the rebels, seriously about the rebel task thing was, I I just did not I not the match wasn't anything in particular because mm-hmm. it wasn't really set up for anything. It wasn't really building anything, so it was just thrown out there. But I just hated the setup of the building for the from production level. Like, doesn't that look just cheesy and cheap when you're just shooting like like a one camera? Yeah. From yeah. a balcony at a at a flea market or whatever, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to grow your image here and present yourself as as a uh, a major league promotion, and uh, this is what this is the shot you're giving us. Yeah, yeah, it looks it was just bad. I mean, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, that's all they got, you know. Mm-hmm. At least, at least us, the boys were working on a, whatever that was a Friday night, you know, because of what we had, we we just had. But Saturday was the arena show, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was our Friday night show. The that's the, payday. The finish here, Taz goes over um, with a suplex from the top rope, um, and then Taz starts to beat up Jason and go after Jason, and the pit bull comes out to make the save. Now they don't keep their heel heat very long though, because you got like a three three guys beating up on Taz, and Taz outlasts them all. Yeah, they were. Yeah. The, it was. I pushed put the Jason and Pitbull incredibly ineffective. <laughs> I bet you them three guys couldn't mug a person in real life. Like you know, they wouldn't. I mean, it, I don't know. That it, it, it looked awkward. Like Gary, especially. God bless him. He he was missing. I mean, you could see the mat in between him throwing the kick and not hitting them. Mm-hmm. And he was like doing like like this, you know, the indie stomp. Yeah. Where you also jump up with your other leg and make the noise, but you just came nowhere near. I'm just sitting there, just cringing about like, oh, good lord. And yeah, and uh, Jason's like, "How do you like my mugging?" What was it? His like his what? As he's like, "How do you like my mugging?" 
Oh. He didn't say that, but that's, you know, like I said, I mean, they just, if they would have left Taz lying, I may have been able to say, all right, that's something. But he, he outlasted the heels. So why do I want to see him wrestle Pitbull again on Saturday? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, because he has to, you know, he has to put the final nail on this fucking feud. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything else on that, Aaron? Nope. All right. That was over. Hey, so so think about this. Could this have been a way of, of, of Paul like fitting the herd after this little run here between Cairo and you know and everybody that's in that little like rebel and all you know, all that? Could that be him setting them up for this is the end? Could be. Of course I've said that before. And oh, I yeah, we've, we've been saying <laughs> that for like a year and a half. <laughs> Every time I, I don't even I don't even I mean I know I'm doing it now ironically but I don't even mention Hunter Q anymore because the minute I say oh we didn't get any Hunter Q he's gonna show up again like a bad penny. No, so. I, I think this one this one I think this breakup stuck. <laughs> it it I, I I think it I think it held up. It's 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 a deal. I think the next thing we have on the show is a promo Tommy Cairo and Peaches. Um, Tommy Cairo's kind of rambling here. He says that the the match between he and Sandman is going to be like a Vietnam flashback. He also said that <laughs> he can't believe that he let this cane come across Peaches' body. I was like, well, that joke wrote itself. I don't need to say it. <laughs> you think they've ever used it any other in, in, in any other settings? <laughs> Maybe intimately. <laughs> Pretty sure. Oh, well, you know, or somebody has. It's not a cane, it's a fish stick. <laughs> what? It's a fish stick? <laughs> Why couldn't it be a mozzarella stick? You don't know. <laughs> I was just going with a dirty smell joke. <laughs> well, I mean, is it, are we right up to the part where like, there was an interview with Rebel, Jason and Pitbull, and then... Um, we're, we're 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 almost to that. That's oh, fine. I have I have some notes on that shit. But the, the the recap championship wrestling here, where we show uh, all of the stuff, the the lead up to uh, this match coming up with Sandman and Cairo. They show us the video from when worlds collide. They'll show us all that again, and then we get a Sandman and woman promo, which is fine. This is a good promo from these two. And I mean, they're, they're doing consistently good work. I think, especially in, in re re, what do you say? Rebranding the Sandman, you know, this, yeah. oh, this re- whole thing with woman is, is, is doing worlds of good for him. D- definitely did. Definitely did wonders for him, man. Mm-hmm. And, and the people knew it. The people knew that they liked it. It wasn't like they had to be, they, they didn't force. What did woman ever do? Right. <laughs> Just like she may have came to me once. And and that would be that would be on her resume of ECW things. I walked to the ring and I came Chad Austin one. And that's what yeah, but yeah, but, you know, but And he, he seemed to like it. Huh? I said that and he seemed to like it. <laughs> yeah, I actually I think I paid her forty bucks. <laughs> this is the one where the where the, the pitbull broke the celery though? What's that? Where Pitbull broke the thing of celery? I don't think so. I don't remember celery. <laughs> right at the very end of the promo, he had like a he had like a like a handful of a, a no, it's, it's, it's later on. Oh, later it's it, it's later on, and I know what he's talking about. Now <laughs> <laughs> you'll allude on that when we get there. Well, um, 
Yeah, Sandman essentially like woman woman wants her money. Sandman's gonna finish the job. That's the gist of the promo. But good stuff from those two. And then we get As to always. yeah, absolutely. And then we get to Jason Pitbull and Rebel cutting their first promo of the evening. Yeah. In this promo, Jason alludes to Taz being homosexual. Yes. <laughs> um, you're always wanting to put your hands on me. I think you might like me. Something to that effect. Um, and I was like, well, this is this has gone way out of the direction that I thought it would go. I didn't expect that. Yes. Well, with Jason, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I, dude, he was my manager, man. And, you know, I've said it on the show before. You don't think I spent time with that dude? Like, I'm going to let this guy be my manager. He's going to book my travel. <laughs> I know where I'm going to wind up in his hotel room. Like, Goofy ass guy. <laughs> <laughs> is he still alive? Even he yes. is. Yes, he is. He is. Yes. Do we have him on the show? Not yet. <laughs> oh, good night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this one. Oh, hey, Chad. Like it'll be in character, <laughs> and the show will actually be like out of a, what do we do? An hour? Yeah. Show would have to be like just literally six minutes of content because he'd be going, How do you like my podcasting skills? I totally could see him doing that for an hour. Jesus. <laughs> Aaron, any thoughts on this promo here? No, just like you said, I put that he's calling Tasmaniac a monkey boy again and implies <laughs> that uh, Taz is gay for Jason. <laughs> it's to rape him. Well, whatever Aaron said. <laughs> that, pretty, then, that pretty much sells it up, that sums it up. And then the Pitbull cuts a promo on Mikey Whipwreck. Um, after that, we have a video of the Pitbull and a video of Mikey because that match what is coming that? up for the TV to Oak oh, Gardner. That, t- that Pitbull video, what was that fucking music, man? Oh, Jesus Christ. It sounded like a generic version of Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> There's squeaky toys in it. Dude, I, I, I sat here and I wrote the Pitbull video with sitcom music behind it. <laughs> and then I wrote parentheses Aaron. Because <laughs> I'm like, dude, he, he better catch this. Because I want to see somebody slip on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how you see a guy like accidentally back out of a window? <laughs> <laughs> I expect to see a bar on an abundance of them videos. I'm like, what the fuck is this music? <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> that, that, I mean, Aaron, is that, how great was like you had to have popped, right? Yes, especially when there was Bucky McGraw to come out. <laughs> that, that was awesome. That was that was a that's probably the, that's probably the segment of the week. <laughs> I just picked. It truly was. I just, pictured, I just pictured Pitbull with the with that pinwheel hat on, or the, <laughs> or, or he's the one coming out like Jack with the "How about tonight?" Or Jason has "How about tonight?" And the Pitbull one says, um, "Blonde prefer nice guys or whatever." <laughs> if if you can get somebody to make a a, a picture of that, oh, good lord! <laughs> the um the Mikey video. Every week as I watch these shows back and not having watched it in such a long time, the Mikey video reminded me 
once again, as I'm reminded every week as we're doing this show, how much I love that character. Um, the I don't know, just the the him happen hap, you know haplessly falling into being champion. I mean, literally trying to hand Mister Hughes the title when he comes to the ring, he's all disheveled all the time and and looks like he's just so stressed out and beat up. And it's just it was so well done, so so fun. Yeah, and it was cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that there is. I mean, there's no chance that Mikey had enough experience, um, business savvy, or any of that thing to kind of try to even negotiate a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like for whatever his money was, I, I don't. I, I don't think there is. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe he's a smarter guy than I thought. But I don't. I don't think he's a dumb guy to begin with. But you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Especially at this point in his career. He's just, yeah. he's just happy to be there, you know? He, he still could have been the guy standing with me and Joe Hartgood and Dino Sendoff at the back of the line <laughs> waiting for that hot dog that's been fucking sitting out there for 25 minutes already. By the time it's our turn to get a handshake with an envelope in it, why, why put $20 in an envelope? <laughs> yeah, why, why bother? <laughs> so you, you basically pay, pay me $20.37. $20. I mean, you got to put a stamp on it, though. Goofy. Well, speaking of of you not getting your fair share, you know you definitely don't get your fair share here in this next matchup, or at least TV time. N- yeah, not, I was going to say at least not what they showed on television. Um, we're promised a main event match here tonight between <laughs> Mister Hughes and Chad Austin, and what we get is the beginning of the match, a promo. I, I was like, all right, they're going to show the promo, and then we get to see Mister Hughes in action. Um. So we get a, a promo from Shane Douglas and Mr. Hughes. Um, essentially, Shane pays Mr. Hughes well to watch his back. And Mr. Hughes has to bring up Lex Luger, of course. And then we go back to the match, and I just see Mr. Hughes sidewalk slam Chad for the win. I think. That's what happened. Oh, I mean, there was no match? Like That was it? Did, well, I mean, they, they had to, edit, they had to edit, edit some of it. Because the, they had to get that promo in there, mm. but he basically locked up with me. Didn't cheat. Didn't like on, on referee's break. He didn't do anything illegal. He just threw me in and gave me a sidewalk slam. Damn! No, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> I mean, there's no chance I would have let it happen that way. <laughs> it, it, it was bad enough that I'm wearing my aqua socks. <laughs> like you got, you got to go back and look at them. I'm wearing my orange, my orange sexy boy singlet. And I'm wearing them blue shoes to wear on a jet ski because I forgot my boots. <laughs> I didn't even. Well, the match was the goddamn thing was so short I didn't even notice. I'll have well, to go see, back I, I remembered it, so I made a, a, a conscious effort to look and make sure that was this where I was wearing the fucking blue aqua socks. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, yeah, I, you can you can imagine. Do, do you really think I'm mad that they cut that match down to nothing? Probably not. <laughs> it's probably in my best interest that they do. Aaron? I just think it's funny that Paul was like, look, we can have a Canadian wolf man. We can have Sal Balomo promos. We can have all this stuff, but Aqua Socks is where I cross the line. <laughs> See, I know because he changed the finish right there, like like in the middle of the match. I was supposed to go over. <laughs> But then Paul just, he was talking to Maddie in the truck, and the, the blue aqua socks just didn't pop on TV. 
So he just went ahead and just changed the finish. Fuck it. Mr. Hughes is going to go over. And I'm thinking, like, Mr. Hughes, who has he ever beat? I managed Lex Luger. Undertaker. <laughs> That's it. He don't even cut a promo anymore. He just goes, Undertaker. Lex Luger, Undertaker. <laughs> Lex Luger. <laughs> and, that, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, he's still talking about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope when he gets old, old he don't move to something like a retirement home and he's just sitting around playing cribbage with the, the boys, the old wrestlers retirement home, and he's just yelling out, Undertaker. And, and some of the boys are going to be like, shut up, because you know Greg Valentine's still going to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like, pipe it down. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Valentine will still be doing the fucking autograph circuit. <laughs> That's a guy who you. Who, I think. I think he travels more now than he did when he was on the road. Like he's at every fucking show you ever see advertised. Greg Valentine is there. Dude, he optimized. He 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 made the best out of his time. Absolutely, slowed everything down. Even like his work, he still got to the shows on time. You know. Mm-hmm. Never a late guy, as far as I know. I don't have any stories about him being late. But you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. always made the towns. He don't have a reputation in those showing. But the guy moves, like, like at a, just a snail's pace to say the, the best. Jesus. He's at every autograph session sitting there like a wooden turtle. Just sitting there. <laughs> Eat wooden turtle? Yeah, like, I've seen him at him before. He just sits there. He stares at nothing. Like, it's like most people, when they're staring off, it's like you can tell at least what they're looking at. Like, he just stares. Oh, I've been to so many places where he's been staring, and it went wherever I, I try to look where he's staring at, it's just empty seats. <laughs> he's just staring into the abyss. <laughs> yeah, it's he's just kind of like, he's looking at it. It's not, it's, but I, I, I give, I give him a pass. It's because um, I just give a pass. Let's put it that way. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. He had a hell He's not of a bad a career. guy. Yeah, well, and he had a hell of a career. Like he worked right? everywhere. He worked with everyone. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 you're not gonna get me to say anything bad about Greg Valentine. I mean, well, again, we'll make we'll make the joke. You know, I know we'll make the jokes about the the appearances or whatever. But what a hell of a career and a great fuck it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I, unless I mean, I have I've always wondered about this kind of thing. When when wrestlers get a good run like that, mm-hmm. like a good run, just say, let's use the mid 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 to late eighties for an example, right? In Titan, mm-hmm. and they make like that kind of like big money for I don't know what like eighteen months, twenty four months, something like that, mm-hmm. like. What happens to that money? Why do why do why are these people broke in like ten years? Well, I mean, if we're talking about the eighties, I think a lot of it got snorted and injected, and but for a guy like Valentine, which I've never heard Valentine having substance abuse issues or whatever, I don't even think I don't even think maybe he just does have the money and he just likes getting out. I don't know, but. Or, or maybe it's you, you, you know, you're li- you're living outside of your means to a certain extent. The more money you make, the more money you spend. I guess maybe that's the case. But you never see him do anything. True. Nobody, <laughs> somebody on on the internet showed me a picture of Greg Valentine pushing a shopping cart inside of a shopper's wearing pajamas and slippers. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm begging you. 
I dare you to. Because he doesn't know. I don't think he even knows. <laughs> like, like, what to do. <laughs> He's probably got one of them fucking Iron Sheet guys with him. What was his name? Eric. Yeah. Some guy just does everything. <laughs> Let them wake up and tell them, hey, this is what we got to do. And then Greg just stumbles around all day long going, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this, yeah. This guy's name's Brutus Beefcake, I think. <laughs> Jesus, Hogan fired yeah. Bru- Hogan fired Brutus as a friend, so he had to go back to Greg Valentine. Oh, good lord! That <laughs> could be an upgrade, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're talking about calling him a friend, <laughs> I mean, I think I'd rather ha- hang around Greg Valentine than Brutus. <laughs> All right, after the Chad Austin Mister Hughes matchup, we get a video about the ECW champion Shane Douglas. Which I'm sure, of course, was set to simply the best, which we did not get to hear. And then sure a, wasn't. a promo from Paul E. about Cactus Jack versus Sabu, um, with a video Wait a featuring Hang on. on the on the video with Shane mm-hmm. with the music. Mm-hmm. You you knew it was simply the best, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you watched it, like you probably should have watched it closely. <laughs> At some part in the song, you could have said you could have sang the words "Some guys have all the luck." Jess came walking in when I was doing it, and I looked at her like, "No, no, it's on the TV." <laughs> it was, it was, it was that. But my point is, is, it was that generic of a song. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Then awful. you could have put any lyrics into it, and then you had a different song than I had written right down. <laughs> but I, I thought of the same song as well. It just sounded like an eighties. Easy 80s movie montage song. Oh, like, like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Blockbuster. Yeah, whoever picks the music for this WWE Network stuff, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I forget. We don't, we don't have enough time on these people. <laughs> yeah. Well, that Brian Solomon guy that um, worked for WWE that's been on the... Uh, the um, 605 a couple of times, he said that that stuff is, the people that handle that stuff don't even know what they're handling. You know, they they have no idea what they're even messing with. They have no idea what they're watching. They could be watching a match between Harley Race and somebody that none of us have ever seen that, we're, that would be really cool for wrestling fans to see, and they just throw it to the side because they don't even know what they're working with or what, what, what amazing shit they're dealing with. Yet they won't, they won't hire... They won't hire me. No, they won't. Yeah, they won't hire people that are competent that will. They, that they will. won't hire anybody with any wrestling experience. No, no. And imagine what they could do with that library. Imagine the shit they could do with that library to cater to people like us that want to see it and want to, you know. It, it's kind of. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Want to? Do you? Do you ever want to use the word possibly brilliant, or do you want to just use the word? It's completely fucking ignorant it is yeah there you go you 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 hit the nail on the head right there <laughs> like if, it, if it's if it's you know if it's brilliant you have to explain to me why it's brilliant because you know the, the you know the the less people that are seeing my product the worst right so i don't i, I need to see the, i need to hear the logic behind this yeah it's insane to me like and some of the, i mean some of the stuff that they're sitting on that will probably never will probably never get the you know it'll never see the light of day just because there's nobody there that gives a shit enough to to make it happen no you're right i mean it's just it's guys that come in 
they log their footage on. They, I mean, you know, because because I I do know some of the protocol that goes on there about they got they can't have any like what are they called little fucking file gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Like they got to like erase all that shit because they're right. owing stuff. Yeah, like all that shit. They have access to the raw vo- raw video of it. And believe me, if I got a job there. I would find a way. First off, I would never be able to get a job there because not only was I in the business, I wouldn't know how to work any of the equipment. I would go, okay, where are the VCRs? And I'd be looking all around. I'd go, like, well, do I get to it? Where's the stack of blanks? And after I sit here for six hours and watch Starcade 97, who do I give it to? <laughs> then there's some. I just, I just don't do that job any well. And Aaron, some... how would you do? This... I'd do terrible. <laughs> there's some. <laughs> There's some goof over in the over in the corner with a terrible reel of music going. Hey Chad, look at the mu- Listen to the music I picked for this pitbull character. Yeah. Oh God, it would just it would drive me bananas, man. I see. Yeah. I mean, that's it's probably a good thing that Jeff told me that that they wouldn't hire me because I I did apply. Did you guys apply? Nah. <laughs> oh, I did because I mean it's it's technically like you know not far from here. Or, Mm-hmm. At worst case scenario is if I would have got it, I would have moved to like Philly, right? And took a train every morning, which was is nothing, nothing but an hour or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved it. I, I and I don't think I would have stayed there forever anyway. I think I would have just wanted to get into the vault, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd be doing it more as not as a job, but as an experience. Yeah, like it's the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be getting my, I'd be getting my family there, and I'd be walking around. Going, this is Mid Atlantic, nineteen seventy, <laughs> right here. See, a lot of you don't know this, and I'd be talking to my little cousin. She's like my my niece. She's like two and a half or something. She has no idea why we're there. You know, like, right, right over here. Oh, wait till we get to the Portland. Oh, this is a doozy. Don Owens, nineteen seventy six. Oh, he was a hoot. You, you think he looked randy in nineteen eighty nine? Woo! We should have saw him in the mid to late seventies. Uh, you're gonna love. You're gonna love Buddy Rose here. You're just gonna love him. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna love all. I- I, see, Buddy, I don't know. I, I, he might have to come up in the in the future discussion of uh, of uh, HOF. He's um, v- vastly underrated, and I think other than people that that I, what do I want to say, he's forgotten almost. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm not 100 percent certain because I don't know much about his story, but there may or may not have been a scandal behind him. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're in the Northwest area and you have a scandal behind you, you might flee. <laughs> you might flee. <laughs> yeah, you might you might search for a higher ground. <laughs> so, and I, I mean, if, if Mr. Paul, I mean, that's his name, right? Yeah. I mean, if Mr. Paul is still alive, God bless you, brother. I'm a big fan of your work. But if, if he's not, yeah, I, I can truly understand that. I just know with him, it's – um. Uh, if some, what do I say? If somebody's not willing to go back and look, they won't know how good he was. Because I mean, I was, they wouldn't I was, know where to look. Not, where yeah, would and, you look? Well, and I mean, I was uh, fuck. I was born in 1978. So until the future me got to go back and look at the history of wrestling, my first exposure to Buddy Rose was literally the blowaway diet shit on the WWF TV. <laughs> 
And so, the, you know, until until I took the time when I got into my 20s or whatever to go back and start looking at the history of the business and everything, that was what I knew of him. And if I never would have taken the time, I'd have just thought he was the big fat blob on Saturday night's main event with the blowaway diet. <laughs> yeah, I got I got buddy when I was uh, I want to say at, at least when I was 10 and 82. He may have came in in 81 or maybe late 81, early 82. But I got him from that day, not on, but I got him from that day from that run. Mm-hmm. You know, because he would do, he would do what? Maybe he would either work Morales underneath and it would be like, you know, DQ finish and they would come back with the um, no DQ match next time. Mm-hmm. Either that was the main event or at that time it would have been Backlund, maybe Khan, Mulligan. Yeah. Like somebody of that ilk, you know. Like mm-hmm. so, I, I'm I'm assuming the Buddy Rose match was probably not only supporting the show but setting you up for the main event, right? Which you probably gonna end up going. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. Where's Tor Kamada? <laughs> fuck's going on here? Where's the Japanese wooden shoe when you need it? <laughs> well, up next on this show, we're discussing. Todd Gordon, he does a little deal in front of his map, talking about the Hostile City Showdown, and asks the officials for Sabu and Cactus Jack to be a little lax in their officiating of that matchup, um, alluding to the fact that, of course, ECW is, is you know known as being hardcore, but we're going to let these guys be even more hardcore. He's in um, front of maps. Did you notice what was in front of him? I did not. A fucking piece of notebook paper with a card written on it because he has to keep looking down at it. <laughs> well, he, he's the promoter. He's got a lot of resp- responsibilities. They couldn't hold up a fucking poster board behind uh, the but, camera so he's not but, looking down, reading the card to the people that he's supposed to be talking to? You know they were taping this live, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe they didn't have time to run out to, to Michael's Arts and Crafts and get a poster board. <laughs> And on on the back side, on the back side, it says "We love you, Sean." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about all that. I, I, I wouldn't hate Aaron. Right. <laughs> well, up next, it, it is the the TV title matches next. The Pitbull versus Mikey Whipwreck. There is a, the crowd. There's an audible "Run, Mikey, Run" chant, which I thought was funny. Did you notice the uh, deuce bag and the red tank top that was all about Pitbull? I did not. Yeah. This dude was all about Pitbull. Like he's freaking out, running up and fucking, yeah, he's an asshole. He had like a mohawk. And like, <laughs> what? How did nobody notice this guy? <laughs> he had like a mohawk. He, he was on stilts. <laughs> His grandma was in the wheelchair right next to him. <laughs> but no, yeah, he had on a red tank top, a mohawk. <laughs> the red tank top actually said Pitbull on it. And every- he had balloons? <laughs> no. But every time Pitbull did something, this dude freaked the fuck out. Didn't matter what he did, he freaked out every time. Why well, would two of them just sit in front of the row and there's a handicapped person there in a wheelchair, <laughs> a Uncle Sam on stilts, balloons, and all the other chicanery is going on in the front row over there? I can't believe nobody else noticed that guy. <laughs> I would have got a seat over in that section. <laughs> yeah, I would have go over there where the balloons are. <clears throat> but yeah, this dude was ridiculous. You have to go back and watch. Well, you don't have to go back and watch. This is the Mikey Pitbull match, right? Yeah, did you like? For, I don't know for some for some reason, Aaron. I would have. I would have. If you would have, anybody would have got it. Would have been you. But there was a comment about how one of the two guys 
they couldn't wait to climb that precious pole. And I, I, I looked up at Jazz and she was playing her jumbo, whatever the hell she does on the, on the phone, probably cheats on me. And all I kept saying was, I wrote it down. And I said, did you hear that? What? How did you not think about that before you said it? The precious pole? Yeah. And, and how could that not be brought up, you know, 30 years later on a podcast? <laughs> it, was a, it was a basic squash. I mean, right? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, people, people didn't do anything bad, you know, I guess. I, I mean, if it was, I wouldn't. No, I thought it was fine. And the, uh, the, let me see, I'm trying to read my own handwriting, sorry. Well, no. there's one segment, and there's one point in the match where, where African-American Bill Watts uh, <laughs> just randomly says, Pitbull's favorite memory of wrestling is when Billy White Wolf's neck was broken by a swinging neckbreaker. That's right, Capitara. That's yeah. Right. He keeps put and and then he talks about how um, he likes doing the the full Nelson like Ken Patera like he's really laying it on thick that <laughs> is like he's a insinuating that there's something going on with him and Ken Patera that he's just it's like he figured out his first wrestling fact <laughs> he was like oh he's, he's, like, he's, gonna... talking, he's talking to Pitbull or hearing Pitbull talk to somebody and Pitbull was like man I really liked Ken Patera and Scoop Scoop was like oh I know something. <laughs> that's his research now. So the whole masters is about Pitbull being a Campatera fan. Big, big swinging neck breaker guy. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't blame him. You got You got to get the gimmick over. And and mm-hmm. who was who was just who was more over at getting that gimmick over than than, than Ken Patera? You well, know the, what I mean? Yeah. The referee here essentially disqualifies the Pitbull for not breaking the uh, the full Nelson. And so Mikey again falls into a victory, retaining his title. Then uh, they begin to beat up Mikey Whipwreck and um, with the Rebel, the Pitbull, and Jason. Taz comes out to make the save. This is what should happen in a situation. Like we talked about earlier, Taz going over all the heels. This part here was actually pretty good heel stuff. You know, the, the attack with the chain and then the Rebels holding Taz down while Pitbull's talking shit to him. And- well, and then you also established the numbers game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. You wouldn't have totally I mean, shit on the numbers game earlier. It would have been great. <laughs> I mean, if I if I would have ran out to the ring instead of Taz, the people would have thought there was two other guys coming. <laughs> the third guy and then the guy who's going to make the save for real. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's how that would have worked. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought it was the right thing to do. Right, I agree totally, Aaron. Yeah, there was anything wrong with this. <laughs> okay, and now, and now <laughs> we we get to apparently what is this the celery promo? Because apparently I missed some vegetables it's in here. It's a banana. Or oh, it's a banana. Okay, the Rocket Rebel splits a banana. He says they're gonna break his back. And then he snaps a banana in half. Well, I got where my celery at. I saw. Celery. I don't know. It was a banana. No, this was dark. There's no, there's no, no yellow banana. There's no yellow celery. There was no green banana. Well, there's a green banana. <laughs> well, I guess it technically is. Yeah. Well, I don't think any market around the ECW arena is going to be selling some ripe ass or ripe ass bananas anyway. So maybe you got something you got going on over there. Well, he snapped the banana because they were calling him monkey boy. I know. 
But I still thought it was celery. <laughs> okay, what the fuck are you rubbing it in? No, I'm just saying it wasn't celery. <laughs> can, can we go? Can we go back to talk about that move that Mikey was trying to do? Oh yeah, did anybody catch that? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What, what was that supposed to be? I think he was trying to do that like move where you grab onto the guys, like you crucifix them or whatever, and drop them down for a pin. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't. He didn't come anywhere close to that. But I, I, I just didn't know if either one of you guys called it, and I, because I, I, I didn't, I didn't figure out what the next part of that spot was. <laughs> yeah, he was not successful in the least. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting there going, "What was he trying to do?" Because he not only did he botch the spot, he ended up in a bad position. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how do I get this guy go up to turn back around? You know, kind of thing. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he was trying, but whatever. And then the beatdown ensues. The beatdown ensues. The promo happens. And then we get, it's supposed to be the public enemy against Joel Hartgood and Dino Sendoff. And apparently the public enemy, excuse me, are fools. (laughs) They fall for the bait because they follow Hartgood and Sendoff up the steps of this, as Chad said, kind of Bush League looking arena. (coughs) And, uh. Instead, they come into contact with the bad breed. We're bringing back that they are Funk's few good men. Haven't even brought that up in months, but we're back on on it again. They're on retainer. <laughs> well, yeah, because Terry wasn't doing much. Didn't need him. And they uh, they have a they have a pretty much a brawl with these guys. It's actually, I mean, it's not bad for what no, it was. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen. This but, was. You know. I put this as rotten, like no pun intended. Like I wasn't trying to <laughs> joke. I was like, this is fucking rotten. It's, these fat schlubs are doing nothing. Nobody's doing anything. It's the slowest, <laughs> dumbest. Yeah, and how long How long were the rottens there? Yeah, just up in that fucking treehouse thing. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, they're already dressed. It's like they've been up there for hours and nobody nobody had had seen them. <laughs> and nobody could have said, hey, did you guys see Axel's here? Like, where's he at? Oh, he's up there. He's up in the treehouse. Nobody yeah, smells like Nobody smells Ian, seriously? Yeah, well, I mean, this we're getting to that point. <laughs> because now we're starting to work a lot, yeah. And now that, that shit's starting to be a little bit of, of uh, pungent. Now, Aaron, you can, you can, you're going to disagree with me, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You didn't think that at least within this segment, you didn't at least think Rocco's promo was decent? That he cut on the funks in the ring. The promo was fine. Okay. I'm talking about the whole brawl and the setup of it and everything. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, like, if I'm the tag team champions and I'm supposed to be defending my title against these two fucking ham bones and the bell rings <laughs> and they run away, I'm just going to be like, okay. Like, apparently you don't want to be champion. Like, fine. See ya. See you later. I'm not going to follow them up to the tree now. <laughs> The treehouse. It's like <laughs> following that, following the trail of Reese's pieces. <laughs> like the next, the next um, ECW show where Joey hosts the show from the Eagles Nest. He's like, I'm Joey Styles, high above what he calls the farmers market. Yeah, <laughs> high above oh, the farmers market pizza stand. Yes, good lord. I'm right over here by KNL's used tires. I have in my hand a green banana and yellow celery, all of which I have obtained here 
at the farmer's market. Zern's Farmer's Market. What are still out there? It's still open. Zern's Farmer's Market is not still open. I Googled. I looked it up. Oh, man. I did too much homework for this goddamn shit. (laughs) I looked it up. I typed it in, and it said, Zern's Farmer's Market. Permanently (laughs) closed. And and I believe the word you used last week, Aaron, was dilapidated. Yeah, people said it was dilapidated. (laughs) Yeah, you you do way too much research for the show. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. The next thing after this thing, this thing, the next thing after this thing, Rocco and Johnny Grunge cutting a promo in the parking lot. The promo itself was fairly forgettable, but I did I did like the touch of Rocco or of Johnny hot wiring the car while Rocco was talking. Why do they always commit crimes on camera? <laughs> Stupid. As it's wrestling. Worst criminals ever. It's wrestling. Worst criminals ever. But, but didn't they also get a wallet out of a car, too? I think so. No, I don't think that was this week, though. Maybe I'm confused. Uh, well, they're always dicking around with them cars. <laughs> yeah, we're, confl- we're conflating our, our, yeah. our public. I'm, I'm, I'm not, felonies on camera. I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to incriminate or insinuate that my friends, Johnny, well, uh, my, my colleagues, Johnny Grunge and Rock and Rock, committed crimes on camera. Colleagues. <laughs> I, mean, I, I never saw the actual footage. Well, you should have watched. All of a sudden, I'm blind. You should have watched that Public Enemy Rotten Brothers brawl. That was a crime on camera. Well, I mean, honestly, did Axel? What's that? They're stealing money. Did Axel look bad during that? I think everybody did. No, I mean, I mean, if if you, well, I'm not going to clearly ask you to go back and look at it again, (laughs) but, um. If you look at the actual physical work, like from what it was, um, and from and how I know Axel, because when Axel was like 15, 16, he was working out here at the local TV station for the local independent company, like editing their television. So he knew he knew how to work all the equipment. So one thing he knew was how to get in position of an on camera. Mm-hmm. And he knew that at an early age. And I thought Axel like did a great job there. When he was selling, he was selling at the right spots, you know? I mean, maybe it was me being a little biased considering he's my friend and he's no longer with us, but he just stood out to me as like a guy that worked really hard during that. And, and well, in any and also in any respect, and I you know, <laughs> I I don't know how how if we've ever gotten into it or not, how well you knew or were friends with Ian at all, but Axel always makes Ian look better because Ian, I'm not a fan. I like Axel. I'm not a fan of Ian. But well, Ian, Ian, at this point, not only had he not been in the business very long, he had not been trained properly in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he didn't know. He didn't know about the pol- you know, politics and all that shit. He didn't know about all that, and it ended up costing him. And and Axel, believe me, Axel will will, will know how to um, manipulate you to get what Axel wants. He got it for me. Not nothing, nothing extravagant, but mm-hmm. I would, I would drive, and I didn't give a shit. But I never, I never. He wasn't even doing drugs then. Okay, that was just when he didn't, because he didn't really drive, and the car that he had was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, he lived like six miles from me. So, yeah, I'll pick you up, and he's like, no trans, because you know, 
he's probably he's probably doing a higher profile match than me, but he's probably not making any more money. Than me. Okay, you know that's how kind mm-hmm. of business was at that point. Now is that ECW or just or everywhere? Is that what you're saying? Like all the indies or? Well, it's it's a combination of both because at, at a certain point you got to remember I'm leaving ECW, mm-hmm. and that's not that's probably not too far coming up that. Axel is doing something else, so he's probably not riding with me as much. Or has, you know, because it was probably me, Jeff, Axel, and Gary, Gus. Mm-hmm. Us four probably riding together. That, that was kind of like the loop, but, but Gus and Jeff, Jeff wasn't in the business yet, and Gus was never in the business. Sometimes you pick up pick up malevolent hackmeyers. The, the last thing on this show, well, I guess the last two things technically... It's a combo of promos with um, Paul E. cutting a promo about Sabu versus Cactus Jack. Were they in a Mexican restaurant? I, well, <laughs> I, I have that down, too. I have I actually have here Miranchito motif. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there a cactus on, like, the yeah, door? I mean, or I it, it, looks like the, the in, it looks like the inside of every local... Mexican restaurant I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, I, I swear I just saw a cactus on the on a on the door. So yeah, I guess we're not. I guess three of us can't be wrong. <laughs> um, Fuck, that's funny. Now that you mention it, because I'm just thinking like, what? What did the camera guy just catch Paul leaving like La Taca Loca? <laughs> like he just happened to be there. He was on lunch, and Paul was getting lunch. We're getting ready to go back and do editing. That he could have did this shit back at the shop. But no, the guy had to follow Paul there to get the exclusive. There's a there's a there's a mariachi version of Hotel California playing in the background. Is that what that was? No. Oh, like there's no way that was. Oh, I like it. Like for Paul, it would have been like Cucaracha. That was the WWE Network version of it. Oh, I would have. I would have. I would have popped huge out there. Some mariachi band playing in the background. <laughs> this promo Boy. in and of, this promo in and of itself is, I think, super effective with the combination of Paulie and his intensity and Sabu being restrained behind him and just the the line that stuck out obviously was, you know, he said this may not be the only time Sabu and Cactus Jack ever face each other, but there's only one first time. That is a hell of a way to push a match. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I mean, I mean, this top to bottom. You could say this would maybe be what a three match show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, if you you would you take Axel and Ian out of that, I don't know what other what is, what is the next big you know big match for the for, up it's going to be. Let's see, you got Jack and Sabu, you got um, Tommy and Sandman. All right, enough. You got. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You, yeah, You're embarrassing just, yourself. I, I'm, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like Todd Gordon right now, looking down at my notebook. <laughs> you should have looked a minute ago. <laughs> you got the Funks versus Public Enemy. Oh, is this the Dory show? Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then, uh, what else, Aaron? Shane and Shane and Hughes versus the Bruise Brothers. All right, enough of that. Locker <laughs> <laughs> Rebel versus Mikey for the TV title. Is that is that for real? Yeah. That's and for then, true. And then Taz and did you mention Taz and Pitbull? No, they're fighting at this hostile shitty showdown. <laughs> did they advertise nine one one? 
Because if so, I was probably on that show. <laughs> Not yet, they have it, but we're going to find out next week. Because that's what who we're going to review next other, week. Does anybody know who the other guy that was holding Sabu was? I don't. Oh, the blonde-haired Jabron? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I, I didn't know then, and I've asked around, and nobody knows now. He was just some, some you know, bone that some uh, hanger on. <laughs> yeah, now I think I picked my hand bone of the week. It's probably Jason's bone. Oh, all right. With that being said, I think we're, I think we're about we're, we're at about time over here. We actually are. That was the show. Somebody's bringing a material. There, there's a there's a Jack Cactus Jack promo to end the show, which is good, of course. I know how to kill a town. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you did a pretty good job tonight, there, Mike Samples. <laughs> First time he's ever been brought up on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, overall, guys, I think the general gist is this show. How do you like my dude? <laughs> <laughs> How do you like my Mike Samples reference? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> overall, the show wasn't terrible. And I'm, look- I'm looking forward to reviewing the uh, Hostile City Showdown next week. Is that anywhere? Is is that even is, on the network? It is on Peacock. Yes. Oh, I couldn't find it. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to see this version of it. Because <laughs> I got I got it on like the the original version. I think I got an RF version, and I think I got a tape version. This version is gonna have this version is gonna have some wacky ass music. I guarantee you that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I'll stick I'll stick to the version I got from whoever burned it there from ECW. Probably Jeff. Aaron, any parting words this week? Yep, just everybody yeah. for listening and looking forward to a hostile, shitty showdown next week. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Austin, anything from you to end the show this week? Uh, yeah, did we make time? We did. All right, well, uh, uh, keep listening to the show and let us know what you think. Rake us, rate, rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. And don't forget the, the Michelin door blade wiper shield things <laughs> for your windshield. Because nobody wants to get stuck out in, in the middle of bad weather with bad wiper blades. Right? Yes. That's what that's what that's what I got. <laughs> and don't forget, don't forget, 15 minutes can save you 15% with Geico as well. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Ric Flair with Car Shield. Oh Jesus! <laughs> put your pants, All put right. your pants on, Flair, for Christ's sake! My dick broke your window. <laughs> Woo! Where's the beef? <laughs> Claire, Claire Peller ends the show this week, <laughs> and I don't know why I know her name. We'll see you next week, everybody, right here on Reliving the Extreme. Have a great week. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.